Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It is your boy, K-Troll on the mic today. It is Thursday. We are previewing week 18. And I'm joined today, as always, by the Brian Fantana to my Ron Burgundy. I'll give this little cookie an hour before we're doing the no pants dance. (laughs) Time to musk up. Wow. Never ceases to amaze me. What cologne are you going to go with? London gentleman or wait? No, no, no. Hold on. Blackbeard's delight. No. She gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> Stings the nostrils in a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr. (laughs) And it's going to be another Anchorman episode, which is uh, a throwback to the first season, one of our first episodes, no doubt. Uh, It's an all-timer, all-time classic. Uh, We were missing on Tuesday. And I think a lot of podcasts are missing on Tuesday. Just wanted to go ahead and get it out there uh, that we've been thinking a lot and praying for DeMar Hamlin, Buffalo Bills. Incredibly scary scene. I don't know if you were watching the game when it happened. I was watching the game when it happened, um, but was out of the room when the play happened, came back into the room and saw them coming back from commercial like three times in a row and was like, what did I miss? You know. Right. Uh, and then I was just, from that point on, completely fixated. I mean, Twitter, just, just watching the updates, trying to get any information from anybody, just it, it was just insane. Well, it was weird because uh, I actually didn't see the beginning of the game, and so I was tuning in late, and so I, I went to you know put it on, and uh, you know I stream it through the ESPN app or whatever, and so it showed the score, 3-7, and then it said delayed. So I was like, what? Like, why would it be delayed? I was, I was thinking maybe some crazy weather. So I didn't think anything of it for the first like five minutes because I didn't load it. I was like, oh, it's delayed. So then, you know, five, 10 minutes go by. I go back and check again. I'm like, what the heck? So then I just pulled out my phone to see what's going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is ridiculous and insane and scary. And it's this wild scene. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was kind of surreal and just kind of gut wrenching and gut punching all at the same time, just because of the severity and just how it, it just, you know, you question your mortality just because of how real it happened real time while the game was going shows it could literally happen to anybody dude made the tackle got up and then went down so it wasn't even just like the hit itself it was just and that's just the physicality of the game that your body is just thrown into such crazy you know impacts and blunt traumas and you have no idea like what's happening until it happens and it's just uh wild and then sorry i'm going on here but it then, you know, kicked me back to when I was working in athletics. You know, we have so many medical training staff with athletic trainers, our team doctors and stuff like that. So then it just made me think of them, too. Like, my gosh, this is the most nightmare scenario for them as well, because you have them there yeah. that you don't want to use them. Like you never want your trainer, athletic yeah. trainers or your doctors to have to come out there. And so it made me think of them as well. Like, my, my gosh, this is a nightmare for them and nightmare for families and him so it's just surreal and and unbelievable yeah i've never seen anything like it i mean of course we had we've had some pretty severe injuries in the past and 
I don't know, you my first thought was like when I saw I, I guess my first feelings came up when I saw the reactions of the Bills players. Right. And I was like, you you normally there's some gruesome injuries that happen in this game and but they're usually appendages. They're usually yes. <laughs> a leg or an arm or something, you know, like or or a concussion, which is unfortunately is such a prevalent part of the game, you know, and, and but when you look at the players and their faces were just different than anything just, I'd ever seen before. And I just like, felt like and they're down there on the field. You know, like you can't right. see a lot from from the eye in the sky, in part because they they built a wall around him, you know, which was mm-hmm. which was kind of cool to see. Like they were like, you know, this is like a private kind of thing. Like we're here for our teammate. They built this wall, and so you you don't know what's going on, but they right. do. They're right down on the field. They can well, hear the medical staff yelling whatever they're yelling. They can hear the players saying whatever they're saying. They can yeah. they can you know they know exactly what's going on, and we're all speculating. And so that's when I I just feel like looking through their eyes was when it really, really hit me like this, this is going to be really serious. Yeah. And speaking to that point, and this is not making light of it whatsoever, but you talked about how, you know, a lot of the times with injuries, it's appendages and, and gruesome things like that. And there's a, what I think back to is remember uh, Celtics had just signed Gordon Hayward and his first game in a Celtics uniform goes up for now. You comes down, his ankle just completely dislocates. And you see the players, when they first see that, their reaction is disgust and they run away. It's just like that that sheer horror, like, oh, my God, what am yeah. I looking Ooh. at? And they run away. Ooh. But as you said, this was something completely different. This is not sheer horror of, like, what am I looking at? It's sheer mental horror of, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Not that scared of, yuck, that's disgusting. It's the deep down, like, this is awful that became real being on the field completely different for this type of scenario this type of you know medical issue it's it's scary yeah i thought the um the player the ex-players who've been doing a lot of commentary on this have done just a fantastic job of talking through like what the mentality is because it's hard for any of us normal average people to really sympathize or empathize with what that feels like and and like obviously they know they go to this game and there's going to be injury and that they've dealt with that their whole lives. They've been playing this sport for decades, you know? Um, but in a moment like that, they're just human like we are. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that they, you know, it's not even really in your head. It's not even in your mind because right. it's never been seen by any of them individually, you know? And I thought it was interesting. Like, I think it was Ryan Clark was talking about like, you know, we all talk about this warrior mentality and going to battle and like willing to put your life in line and all that. That's all like, it's all like internal motivation pump up. Like it's all sort of like a branding kind of thing, but no mm. one actually thinks you're genuinely at risk Going of that. War. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think, the, and the players will tell you too, you've seen this. Like I remember when Kellen Winslow got in a lot of trouble for talking about, I'm a soldier and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like you'll see most players will tell you like, they're like, no, no, we're, we're very different from like military people, <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah, we play a game, but it was physical and we're physical specimens. And we, we have a lot of pride in our bodies and, and our right. athleticism, but like, we are not actual warriors in a war, you know? Well, and that's where Tom Brady put his stupid foot in his mouth earlier this season, where he compared himself to, you know, a serviceman, uh, you know, being deployed and being away from his family. So I was like, yeah, we're like the same, like, no, you are not. How out of no. touch with reality are you that it's not even one iota no. close to that uh no so yeah <laughs> um either way i'd say you know um big picture it's terrifying we've gotten some positive signs from the reporting that he's improving which is incredible and awesome and a tribute to all the medical staff and to him and 
to his will to move through this and all that. But um, something that we we are keeping our minds and thoughts and prayers on for sure. At the same time, we're here to entertain the four people that listen to this thing and <laughs> have some fun and crack some jokes and all that. And so we want to make sure that um, we do that um, knowing full well that uh, we take this extremely seriously and um, you know, it's, it's with kind of like a deep heart, but also laughter is the best medicine too sometimes. So hopefully this is like an escape from uh, the seriousness of that kind of issue. And we're just going to sit around and uh, slap dick for the next 30, 40 minutes. There we go. Back to, there our, you go. back to our norm here. <laughs> back to our norm here. I will say, um, so I found out something interesting this past weekend about my, uh, now I guess it's a catchphrase, K-Troll on the mic is apparently trending in the Fanacek household. Uh, apparently that's a common phrase that is uttered in the Fanacek household. And so nice. I find that pretty interesting. It's your boy, K-Troll on the mic. So every <laughs> well, time I go to their house, I now get a, oh, K-Troll on the mic. From from their children as well. So from their children, that's it's I mean, you know, the entire family. If the kids these days are saying it, then you know it's a big deal. So well done. I think it's I think it's one of those pound sign things right now. I think it's one of those tic tac toe boards on on the tweeters. I think it's one of those. So just saying, might be viral. Does three people in a house count? Yeah, they pass it around. Four people. I think so. Five people. Sure. A couple dogs. Sure. Yeah, dogs. They have a dog. Yep. So anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting. And um, today, you're the Sex Panther man himself, Brian Fantana. Sixty percent of the time, I'm good. One hundred percent of the time, as a that's actually not that far off. Probably. Yeah, I'm I'm good for about a good sixty. That's a good D minus. I'll take it. No, (laughs) that's a good D minus. That is technically passing. (laughs) I'm right above it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Have you ever gotten a D minus? No. The worst individual grade I got, not like semester long grade, worst individual grade I got was a, a, C. a C. Oh man, I got a 40, 43 or 48 one time in a physics wow. class at Wake. <clears throat> and, um, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I was like, I was like shook by this, right? I was oh like, yeah. Yeah, but it's my second physics class. So I took the first one, I got like a B plus or something. Took the second one. First test, I get a 43 or 48. And I was like, well, I guess I'm done with physics, you know, <laughs> well, uh, go and talk to the teacher and he's up on the, he's up at the front and he's like, listen guys, this is graded on a curve. And the way that I grade and I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. He's like, the way that I grade is I will test you on all the knowledge you're supposed to have by the end of the semester to see where you're at. And that's what your grade is. So if you got a 40 or 50 something, that's really like a B. And I was like, what are you talking about? You are a dick. <laughs> you are the dick. word. <laughs> That was uh, awful. I was so I was so shook by that. Well, um, similarly, like, but not, well, similar to being shook, my first ever college test, it was economics class. And, you know, I studied. I was like, I was a good student in high school. Obviously, we got in the wake and all that. And uh, my first test, I got a 68. I was like, well, I can't do college. I think I'm done. <laughs> I do college. <laughs> so uh, that, <laughs> that you're right. It, it got me shook and I was scared. It's scared. I, Maybe just kind of like one of those scared you straight moments. Cause then after that, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to kick it up to the millionth degree. And I ended up getting an A in the class because I just like crushed the rest of it. But yeah, that first, when I just saw that paper plop in front of me, like, what? <laughs> it was. Do you bad. remember getting like your first midterm grades and being like, oh shit? <laughs> I was like, I've never seen this letter on a report card before. <laughs> what is this? I'm Wait, unfamiliar. What is this curvy six? thing? What does that mean? How is do this, I change that? Is this six and eight? There's no point at the top. What is that? 
was it out of 68 or what am i missing yeah is this oh did, was it out of 16 i got extra credit yeah. i had a plus eight. Oh my gosh i crushed this so yeah anytime yeah i feel you good times good times um let's get into the nfl and talk about some playoff scenarios that's what i think the people are looking for this week uh not a ton of fantasy implications i'm expecting that your fantasy leagues are done. done and if they're <laughs> not um i will tell you anecdotally about sort of how we handled the buffalo cincinnati situation in one of our leagues i had a whole plan i don't get that <laughs> up here <laughs> i had a whole plan set up where i said okay we're gonna run week 18 for just the two teams in the championship we're gonna start over from scratch and you put your best lineup together, send me the lineup, and I'll score it manually for you, and we'll determine a winner. Uh, I thought that was pretty fair, and I think that's a good way to handle it if your league is still wondering what you should do. But um, instead, and I'm, I respect this. It's fine. I don't totally agree, but I respect it. Instead, our two championship contenders talked offline, uh, which I love that they worked this thing out together, but decided that the guy who was leading by 20 points when the game was postponed would, would concede, <laughs> would lose and would give the championship to the guy who had Joe Burrow and Gabe Davis. He came in second per the, per the Yahoo League, but he had Joe Burrow and he had Gabe Davis. And uh, our good friend Ricky, friend of the podcast, Ricky, calls up Chris in our league and says, hey, I feel pretty strongly that your team's going to win this thing. He would have won this thing. Joe Burrow threw a touchdown in his first drive. He's already at like eight points. It's the first quarter. You can extrapolate that out. The Yahoo projections had him scoring like 20 more points than – Ricky's team and Ricky's like, listen, I think that's fair. Um, kudos to Ricky for being honorable and not wanting to get an asterisk on his championship. But I do feel like that I offered a pretty fair proposal there to say, hey, let's just not call anybody a winner from that week. Let's punt. <laughs> um, but he says, you know what? I want to win the belt so badly and I want it to be right and I want it to be done right and I don't want any asterisk and I want to earn it and all this. And, and that is fine. That is fine with me. As the commissioner, I am open to the two of them working something out and they did. Yeah. And I will respect that. I want to. I that. mean, yeah. The, I mean, kudos to them for working it out. And more honorable men than I. I'm like, give me that asterisk. I'll take it. Give me that belt. I'm good. I want that belt, and I will make sure that they do not etch an asterisk on that belt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, no, I, I had that plan in mind because I thought there. I didn't think there'd be any whining from those two. They're they're both solid dudes, so I wasn't worried about that. But I feel like you should have a plan in case you have a whiner, in case you have someone who's going to complain about what's going on. Uh, you should have an objectively fair, hey, this is how we're going to handle it kind of plan. So yeah, had to do some contingency planning, like uh, reminiscent of the, of the COVID year in 2020. Honestly, if I'm being honest... I think the consolation champ should get the belt. <laughs> Thank you. I have there's the only, only been one champion in this league, and it's the consolation. I am the champion. only true champion then, based on that. So, consolation champ is the champ this year. There you have it. Objectively, there you, there you have it. Objectively speaking, just a yeah, just an opinion from the outside that you've been yep. hearing lately. Just looking in. That's what we should do. All right. So uh, here's what's going on in the NFC. So. The seven seed is the hotly contended seed, and it's going to come down so to probably the Packers or Lions. Um, but it could be the Seahawks as well. The Packers, if they beat the Lions on Sunday night football, last game of the week, they're in. If the Lions beat the Packers, they're almost in <laughs> because they also need the Seahawks to lose or tie to the Rams. So the Lions will know by their game time if they have a shot or not. True. Now, I don't think that's going to impact how hard they play necessarily because I think they want to beat the Packers and knock them Regardless. out of attention, don't you? So I was getting my hair cut yesterday, and uh, my barber is a big Michigan guy and a big Detroit Lions guy. And so we were chatting, and first of all, he's like, dude, I scored tickets 
to the Lions Packers game in Lambeau. I'm like, how the hell did you do that? He's like, dude, I booked it way back in September. <laughs> and so wow. he's like, I got these dirt cheap tickets. So it's pretty sick. So I'm like, wow. So he's going to the game. But then we That's were talking, awesome. and I didn't know if I didn't see this somewhere. Is it true that Stafford could be suiting up? <laughs> I have not seen that. I hadn't seen I that either, so. but he said that to me. I was like, wow. Well, <laughs> because if he does suit up and if he delivers a Rams win against the Seahawks and the Lions end up beating the Packers, that would just be the most Stafford gift, final gift to Detroit fans. Yes, everywhere. I couldn't do it for you, but here you go. Yeah, that would just be the most story, <laughs> but that would be spectacular. I really if he's willing to put his career on the line with a broken neck to go out there to try and beat the Seahawks just for the Lions. I mean, just that guy is not kidding. I mean, he's got commercials talking about how much he loves Detroit. I mean, he's not kidding if he puts yeah. his life on the line, his, his so, neck on I the line. I don't know, but Rob, the, the, uh, the barber, according to Rob, my source. <laughs> Stafford Rob says Stafford might be suiting up. Okay, well, good to know. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if the Seahawks beat the Rams, they need the Lions to win. So that's what's going to happen. So Packers control their own destiny. Lions need some help. Seahawks need some help. I will say this though, like if the Seahawks, so it's cool and bad for the Lions that they got flexed to Sunday night. So they'll obviously know their playoff destiny after that Seahawks game before they even play. So it could be amazing if the Rams win, but at the same time, if the Seahawks win, they got nothing. Like it doesn't matter. It does matter that they could then dash the Packers hopes, but for them, it sucks. I will speak from experience. Your sophomore year, my junior year, uh, I was with the Wake Forest basketball team. We were traveling for the final game of the year. We're playing at NC State. We are currently 12-3 and in the ACC. UNC is 13-2, and and they are traveling to Duke. Okay? So if UNC loses to Duke and we beat NC State, we're tied with UNC for first, but we had beaten UNC earlier in the season, so we had the tiebreaker. So we would be ACC champs. So their game tips off at noon. Our games tips off at two. So we're on the bus going to NC State. And, you know, this is before smartphones and all that. So we're literally like calling people and back on campus just to say, like, hey, what's going on in the game and stuff like that. So I explicitly remember we're getting off the bus going to the arena and we hear UNC is up or excuse me, Duke is up by eight with two minutes to go. We're like, yes, this is exactly what we need. This is great. And keep in mind, like NC State wasn't that great. They were mediocre. It was whatever. Of course, this is no, anyway. Julius Hodge, yeah. And so then just before we're about to tip, we're in the locker room. We all hear that UNC came storming back and beat Duke. So there was nothing we could do uh, to win the ACC. We were literally playing for nothing. And we came out and played one of the worst games we had played all season. Chris Paul hits Julius Hodge in the nuts. And uh, we end up winning I the game. One of the best games they played all season because <laughs> of that. We end up winning the game on a buzzer beater, but it shouldn't have even been a game. But uh, so that would be the only fear I have for the Lions if the Seahawks win, and they know obviously they would know it before they play, but they would still have the power to stick it to the Packers, which would be pretty sweet. Yeah. So I guess that's like the big question for me is like, what's that motivation? Because you're also potentially, and I don't know exactly where they would end up draft wise, but you're, you're potentially dropping like a couple slots in the draft. Now, at, I think at like it would be worth 15 it. to 17. Does it matter? You know, no. versus like, if you're going to get the one or the two, you know, or the three or something, I think I would much rather beat my rival in their home stadium to prevent them from going to the playoffs, than move up yeah. two spots in the draft. And have a winning season and have momentum going into next year from a, from a coach that needs some wins. Like I, I do feel, I agree. I think I do think, and we talked about this with Jacksonville earlier, like 
this is a young team that's learning how to win. They I don't think you, how wanna, to win. you don't want to coach them to tank. Yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen. So that's the NFC. In the AFC, I'll let you take this one because <laughs> your Pats. I mean, AFC is just as wild. Somehow the Patriots are in control of their own playoff destiny. How the hell did this happen? So dumb that they, they can control it. Of course, they're playing at Buffalo, which, you know, it's twofold. Obviously, the Bills are playing with heavy hearts and all that. Uh, and it's also the Bills. It's also the Bills. And the Patriots have been terrible against the Bills lately. I'm just throwing out last season's three-pass Mac Jones game. That one didn't count. Um, so we've been terrible against them. So the Patriots will get in. Just by winning, okay? Uh, or let's say they don't win. <laughs> then they would need the Dolphins, the Steelers, and the Titans to all lose. And then they could sneak in. They could back into the playoffs that way. They could back uh, in. So the Dolphins screwed themselves by losing to the Patriots last week. But they can get in by winning. And the Patriots then lose to the Bills. So they pro- honestly, they probably have the best percentage right now. They're in the being, best spot right now. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. If we're being the Dolphins play the Jets, they've got if they win that game and and New England loses to the Bills, the Dolphins will be in. And the thing about the Patriots is they will know if the Titans have lost already because they play Saturday night. So that game at least will be determined. Then it's uh, down to the Dolphins and the Steelers. Right. How how are the Steelers in this conversation? So the Steelers clinch with a win against the Browns, and the Patriots lose. And the Dolphins lose. So similar to if the Patriots lose, they need everyone else to lose. If the Steelers win, they still need everyone else to lose. They still need the Patriots and Dolphins to lose. Yes. I'm still absurd. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that he could still potentially get a non-losing season this year, which is ridiculous. We've Uh, said it all year. We've said it all year. Yeah. He just, he finds a way. Uh, And then of course the winner of the Jags Titans are in Uh, Jags can lose but then they'll need help. They still get in with the Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers also. It's just Jaguars, just win, and don't worry just about it. Just win your end, yeah. That's, Honestly, the, that's the easiest Denver, No offense. No one wants to see your Titans. No offense. <laughs> I don't want to see the Titans in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. It, it would be a terrible product on the field. It would. So it's wild. Uh, wild potentials. Um, let's, not, let's be honest. The number seven seed is going to lose to the Bills or Chiefs in the playoffs. True, true. There's a lot more at stake there with the one and two seed on the AFC specifically. Yeah, it's going to be. And I had a solution. Figure they out. Oh, Brochambeau? I have a solution for the NFL. Brochambeau. If the Bills win this week and the Chiefs win, the Chiefs will be the one seed at 14 and three. The Bills will be 13 and three with not having a game against right. the Bengals. I don't know if they're going to give them a tie, if they're going to forfeit it, if they're going to. They may still try and make it up at some point. They could bump the entire playoffs back a week. That's because there's a week between the end of the playoffs and the Super Bowl. They could have like a week 19, just Bills and Bengals. They could do that. But I'd say that's going to screw too many things up. Here's what I propose. Here we go. If they win, what you really care about is home field advantage for the AFC championship, right? Yeah. And so that's, and and you're talking one versus two. So you're going to have home field all the way up until that point. And then when the championship comes up, whoever the one seed is, if if it's one versus two, one seed also gets a first round bye. I guess that's true. Okay, that's true too. I forget the buy. Doesn't matter because you're going to play the Patriots or somebody. <laughs> so let's say that they end up with the Chiefs one and the Bills two. I I would present this option: play the AFC title game in Cleveland and just say it's right in the middle. And Cleveland sure as hell ain't going to be in the playoffs anyway. So play it there and just say, you know what, the title game is going to be there. We don't care who the one and two are. Yeah, sure, Chiefs, you get the bye week. That's fine. But if you end up playing the Bills, you're not going to get to play them in Arrowhead. <laughs> 
played done. in Cleveland. And plus, I'm it'd sure, be a big boost for Cleveland. I'm sure both fan bases would love this Kemper Troll idea. Uh, they would go. They would go. Going to Cleveland. First of all, why not play in Detroit? That's always feels like the neutral site game. Of course, then you'll say yeah. the, the Bills already played in Detroit like three times. It's basically a home game for the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a neutral site, and it needs to be open air too because they're both <laughs> both the stadiums are open air. Cleveland hasn't seen a playoff. Well, I guess they went to the playoffs a couple years ago, but still. Yeah. But yeah. All right. There right here. Fold in the cheese. Problem solved. Play it in Cleveland. Right. Let's take a look at Pixie and Pick'em because things yeah. are actually spicing up and getting interesting. Okay. <laughs> so Kyle, little Kyle down here has been on a tear. Tear. I don't know what he's been doing, what he's been watching, what he's been eating. Look at him, a 13 correct picks last week out of 15 games. I mean, yeah. that's that's impressive. He crushed. He has pulled himself, clawed his way back to still fourth place, but, but. only by one point to me, two points to you, and Leslie is freaking running away with this thing. Leslie She's got, got a four-point lead over you. You've got one over me. I'm one over Kyle. Yikes. Yeah. Wild. Well, well done, Kyle, I'm, to come all the way well back. Done, we, we left you for dead, and you have stormed your way <laughs> back to – to be within fighting clawing distance. So that's good. And Leslie pretty much in the bag now, four point lead heading into the final week. I mean, as we were talking about in our uh, pool boys videos, just be Marshawn Lynch and run the ball, just run the ball on that one yard line and you'll be fine. Yeah. Don't get cute. Um, Yeah. She's, she's been crushing it all year. She's done a great job. I think I maintain that Kyle is listening to the podcast and going against our picks in some cases to, um, to make a game ground. So I think next year, Kyle has to be on the podcast to make picks with us. That's fair. I think that is fair. All right, Saturday. First games. There's two games on Saturday afternoon. This game um, does matter for position seeding. Chiefs trying to get the number one seed. Uh, so you got Kansas City traveling to Vegas to take on red hot Jarrett Stidham. Who you got? Well, if this game were played in Cleveland, I might give the edge to my Raiders. But since it's going to be in Las Vegas, I got to give the edge to the Chiefs because that makes more sense. Uh, yeah. Chiefs, they're going for that one seed. And, um, I mean, Raiders put up a good fight against the Niners last week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Jared Sidham does. Is he going to be the quarterback of the future in LA, LA Las Vegas? And it's a good little trial for him. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, he he's going to look good. I think he'll look good this week, too. And he'll have two good weeks, and they're going to think they've got a quarterback. And, right. Well, here's the, yeah. the scary thing about Kansas City is they've been giving up some points, man, to some teams they shouldn't have. And so that, yeah, that makes you a little nervous about their defense. Yeah. But defense is not yet rounded into form. That could that could come back to haunt them in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going Kansas City as well. All right. Your Titans at, at your Jaguars. Who you got? Listen, Josh Dobbs is a better NFL quarterback than Malik Willis right now. And so that did give them a little bit of life last week. Now, um, they're still not getting it done. They're still not winning. And they didn't play a lot of their starters last week. So who cares? So <clears throat> I'm not counting them out. I'm really not. I think this will be more competitive than people expect. I don't. Um, the Titans have got a shot. They rested some of their guys and got them even healthier. They're going to come back full force. Jeffrey Simmons is back. Kevin Byard. Derrick Henry is going to be back. So Fresh legs, ready to roll. All this to be said, you're picking the Titans. I'm picking the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking the Jags. So that- I want the Titans to win. Although, to, to your point earlier, like I don't want to see this team in the playoffs because it's just going to be disappointing. They're not going to win. Um, was but, that pause for dramatic effect or were you really thinking like is it a toss-up for you right now or were you like a little bit it genuinely is a little bit because i think they're going to be surprisingly decent i really will. do 
I mean, and that's I think the thing. Traylon the Brooks will have a good game, and Chickaconquo will have a good game, and Here's Derek Henry Mike, always runs well. Mike Vrabel is a great coach. He will keep you in games that you shouldn't be. Like they stayed competitive against the Cowboys when they were playing all their their second tier guys, and you know he he made it competitive. He will be in. They will be in this game, but I do think the Jaguars, excuse me, <coughs> are going to pull this one out. Um, I think it's exciting. I think this is good for the NFL that they do. It also speaks to how shitty Urban Meyer is, which is even better. Um, so I'm I'm pulling for the Jags, my friend, and I'm picking. He up. never coached the NFL again. Uh, I am weirdly kind of pulling for the Jags. Like I, I'm definitely rooting <laughs> Titans, and I, uh, of course I want them to do well. I just don't think they have the makeup for it this year to go deep in the playoffs. Now they get a home game. If they win this, they'll get a home playoff game, and that would be exciting. Right. But I, I just don't think this is the team to do it necessarily. Um, yeah. I thought at points during the season they could do it, but not really. Not really. Okay. How about the Bucks traveling to Atlanta? The Bucks. They're saying, hey, we may have locked up our playoff spot, but we got a lot of work to do to become the team we need to be. So which is it's is interesting because I was I was literally thinking the exact same thing. Like they their position cannot change uh just because they're division yep. winner, the worst division winner. Um, so would they rest their guys? This is not a good team right now. And so they do need to figure them some things out. Do I think the stars will go all the way? No, but I think they're gonna start, probably at least play the first half, maybe the first three quarters, depending on how the game's going. So it's interesting. Do you have a 75% Bucks team against a full Falcon team? Well, that is the pick. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to go Tampa because Tom Brady has never had a sub 500 season. I think they're going to like, yes, I agree. They're going to pull the starters or they, they intend to pull the starters. But I also think like if this game is close and they're, and they're at risk of not winning, I don't know that they're going to pull their starters. I mean, I think yeah. they need, they need to win this game. They need some they momentum. Need they, they need this to had become momentum all you know? year. So I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll pull them or not. They sh- they should from like a health perspective and all that. But like health ain't going to matter if your team just cannot get it together. So yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to take the Bucks, but the Falcons will keep it competitive. I think they can. They will, especially if the Bucks overlook them. All right. Well, now you got my Patriots traveling traveling to Cleveland. Who you got? This is big for you, man. This is big. I know you don't have – I think you feel about the Patriots like I do about the Titans. Even if they make it in, <laughs> this team ain't going anywhere. No. Um, I'm going Bills. I am I am um, interested, very interested to see the emotion versus the motivation versus like will they be distracted? Will they be fo- more focused? Like what's, what's all this going to do to this team? I don't yeah. know. You don't know. Um, I want this to be a real rallying cry and I want them to go on and win the whole dang thing. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to take this and that's the story you want to hear. I'm worried that it's going to be like, how do you practice this week? You know, how are they practicing this week? You got guys who are like traveling to go visit DeMar in the hospital. And like, how do you, how do you get, put the pads back on and say, all right, back to work. Like, yeah, I think these are professional and, and I know they've got some good leaders. I think um, some of these guys in there, I mean, God, McDermott showed incredible leadership. I think they've got great leaders on this team, so I think they'll be able to refocus, but it'll be tough to know if it's just always kind of in the back of your mind, you know? Okay. Well, yeah, definitely. You mentioned Sean McDermott. Huge shout-out to him and Zach Taylor, both talking after, you know, obviously the injury and, and figuring out, like, no, we are not playing this game anyway. They're the ones yeah. that did this. I mean, they they deserve the credit for – Yeah. I mean, the NFL they it almost fumbled this thing. And, they handled uh, the most class and just empathy and all that. Anyway. Uh, so kudos to both t- both head coaches, but yeah, with this game, I, I 
don't see a scenario in which the Patriots win this game. Uh, just even without the emotional stuff and the stuff behind that. And I just, there's no way the Buffalo Bills are still jockeying for that position. They still have a lot to be playing for and um, they're not going to hold anything back. And one interesting thing I was listening to get up the other day and Rex Ryan, who is a Patriot hater with good reason, you know, having coached the jets and the bills <laughs> hates the yeah. Patriots, hates Bill Belichick, hates anything, new England. Um, honestly said, this is, according to him, he thinks this is Bill Belichick's finest coaching season. And I was listening to it and I was thinking about it. I was like, I can see what he's saying. And the, and the reason behind it is that he has literally one of his most terrible teams, probably bottom three, this roster and this, this talent level. And he has coached them to an eight and eight. He has coached that defense to scheme and game plan and all that. Cause he does not have the talent that you know, he has always been gifted with, obviously, with Brady and, and the weapons they always have on offense and defense. So it was interesting to hear him say that this is probably one of Belichick's best coaching jobs. Um, but I just don't think he will be able to co- overcome all the hurdles that the Bills present. And I know they're fighting for a playoff spot. I, d- I don't think it's enough. So I'm going Bills. <laughs> this is the first year I, I don't think I could name a single secondary player for New England. They normally have got one you of the Devin McCourty still there. One of the McCordys. Is Devin still there? Yeah. Jason retired, but Devin Holy is still cow. there. Devin McCordy's got to be 40. Yep. Um, yeah, you've always had the McCordys, Stefan Gilmore, JC Jackson. Those guys are all gone, you know. I guess Devin yeah. McCordy's still there. What do you know? Our rookie Marcus Jones, who played like everything, he's hurt. But anyway. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Vikings Bears. Yeah. This one has um Nathan Peterman. Some implications. <laughs> Peterman is a starting quarterback. That's right. Peterman will be starting for the Bears. Minnesota has a chance to move into the two seed um, if things fall correctly for them. So there's some reason to need this game for them for sure. Minnesota, Chicago's going for that number one pick. <laughs> Chicago is going for the number one pick, and I'm with you. Minnesota's got to win this game. I think there there will be enough motivation. Now I think they pull their starter second half when they're up 28 to nothing because Peterman threw two pick sixes, but. We'll see. Yep. All right. Pick the Ravens, nevermore the Bengals. You know I'm going Bengals here. This game actually determines the AFC North. So the Bengals have all the motivation here to to lock in a home playoff game. Um, They're trying to position as well. They're also coming on high high in emotions. What? It's also a revenge game. They lost the Ravens earlier this year. There you go. This is a different Bengals team. They're they're clicking on all cylinders. I am also interested to see how they respond uh, after this past week, but I think they're going to come out hot. Yep. Screw the Ravens. Hate them. There you go. How about the Texans and the Colts? Talk about first pick implications. Yeah. Look out. All right. Man, this is a crap fest, turd fest. The teams who tied at the beginning of the year are now facing each other at the end of the year. God, I hope it's another tie. Uh, you know what? YOLO, Texans, here we go. Dang it. Man, I was really hoping you'd go with the Colts. Here's what I think oh. about the Texans. So the Texans, the Texans are a better team. Boo. Texans are a better team. Um, and they're scrappier. And the Colts are a complete dumpster fire right now. They are. They might be just tanking. I don't know. But they are They are terrible, terrible. Well, now, when, you hire Texans win, Saturday, when you hire Jeff Saturday as your head coach, you <clears> tell me you're not trying to tank. Come on. Yeah. Maybe that's like, hey, I need you to, to very carefully land this plane in the dumpster. <laughs> so if the Texans win and the Bears lose, the Bears get the number one pick. And so that's the whole like, oh, well, the Texans have got to lose, so they keep the number one pick. My personal thought is they're fine with the two pick, I think. 
because the Bears don't need a quarterback. Yeah. And so you know they're not going to take a quarterback. Now they may trade the number one pick. The Bears may trade the number one pick to a team that does need a quarterback. But you're looking through the, the draft class. I mean, I'm going real deep here, but you look yeah, at the yeah. draft class. Go you got on. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and you have three quarterbacks right there that are top ten picks. I think the Texans probably feel good with any of them. I don't think they're considering like, hey, we're going to lose one spot in the draft if we win this game. I think it's just a better team. I'm just going to yeah. go with them. Okay. Going with them. All right. AFC East playoff implications, not for the Jets anymore, but the Dolphins can happen. Yeah. Um, the Jets have a chance to ruin this Dolphin dream season, but I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins here, even with Teddy Bridgewater as a starter. Um, like we said before, he's a very competent starter. Jets have been feisty, but they have been on a big time slump. And I don't even think Mike White can pull them out of it. YOLO, Jets. <laughs> Yolo. You think they're going to take care of business? The Dolphins, Knock them off? Man, I mean, so they started off the season scary. Like, oh, my gosh, these Dolphins actually could be for real. Granted, this is with Tua and all that. And so obviously Teddy Bridgewater's in. And even <clears> he's been not healthy. He's, he's very prone to be getting hurt. Their fourth-string quarterback coming in. Skylar Thompson's um, coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, the Jets' defense is still one of the tops in the league. I know Mike White struggled mightily last game, uh, you know, a couple picks and all that. But, you know, he's shown he can put something together. And I just think there's just something about this Dolphins team where they are right now. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love what they've done. It's just where they're at is very disappointing. They shouldn't have lost to the Patriots. They shouldn't have eight losses total. Um, no. I like Mike McDaniel. He's fun to listen to. But they're not there yet. And honestly, I know I was kind of joking when I'm picking the Jets. But I think I'm going to stick with them, even though it pains me to do so. I hate the Jets. But there's just something about it that I just think they could pull this one out and just have the Dolphins kind of be disappointing again and have them really kind of look in the mirror and say, what, what did we do? How did we mess this up? <laughs> they could pull it off. I think either of these teams could win. And I honestly think both these teams are good enough to be playoff teams as far as talent goes. And I think their coaching is both good. Like these are two up and coming teams for sure. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if the Jets win, but I'm sticking with the Dolphins in a must win. Yeah. Cause I think they win and they're in because the Patriots, you know, lose to the Bills. Now I don't know if they're gonna be watching scoreboards or what, but oh, they're gonna be watching play at the same time. They're gonna be watching scoreboards. All right. All right. Panthers traveling to New Orleans for a game that does not matter. Does not matter except for draft positioning. Uh home in New Orleans, man. They had a great game against the Eagles last week. Shocker. Uh Panthers did not look great against the Bucks. Um, even though they steamrolled Detroit. So I'm going to go Saints. Hot hand. Run that hot hands. 20, 23 points. I don't know why they beat the Eagles. Like, I also don't know why the Eagles let them win that game. Again, we talked about like the Eagles have the Saints draft pick. They needed them to lose. That's the game right? specifically they wanted to win. And they go out and lay a stinker. That was really surprising. Um, I, I, I don't have, I don't have an edge here. I think the Panthers are a better team. I'm going to go with the Panthers, but okay. I don't feel great about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel good. That's the Kings okay, Hawaiian right. showdown, by the way. Sam Darnold has not been playing that bad. That's all I'm gonna He's say. been fine, and and Andy Dalton has not been good. So, Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. Those teams uh, are really right. similar, though. Like they're really similar. They have like a like a good run game. Um, a couple of decent, like one receiver that's really good that is way underutilized, a, a terrible quarterback, and like a pretty solid defense. They're playing it themselves. All right, Brown Steelers, you going small hands? You know I'm going tiny hands. Kenny Pickett, let's go. Winning season, nine and eight. Unthinkable at the beginning of the year. Kenny um, F and Pickett. That's what Tomlin says. Kenny, he knows what's up. Kenny F and Pickett. Ugh. 
You know, I hate picking Steelers or Ravens. I always pick them wrong. You pick the Browns a lot. I do have to say. I have picked the Browns. They've actually done all right when I pick them. Ugh. I Do I just jinx the Steelers by picking them and then they'll lose, get Tom on his first losing season? Or do I try and break my curse and pick the Browns? YOLO Browns. <laughs> YOLO Browns. Remember, if the if the Patriots and Dolphins lose, as you have predicted, the Steelers win this game and they're in the playoffs. I know. So that's why I'm picking the Browns. I want them to lose so the Patriots can sneak in back door. If they if they all three lose and the Jaguars Titans. win, yeah. I guess the Patriots are still in. Yeah. yeah. Dolphins, Steelers, and Titans lose. The Patriots still get in by losing. Let's go. That's what you're <laughs> thinking. That's what I gotta have a plan B, man. I gotta have that plan eight, B. Eight and nine Patriots wild card. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Chargers traveling to Denver. Take on the Broncos. Chargers. Going Chargers. So this is where I'm gonna get a little crazy. I'm actually going with the Broncos here. <laughs> um the Chargers have got um I think they're in the five seed right now. And I gotta remember who the team behind them is. The Ravens, right? Ravens, yeah. I think the Bengals take care of the Ravens, and you'll know the outcome of that game by this game. Oh. And if they do, the Chargers don't have anything to play for. They're already locked in the five. They rest their starters. They play them. They're probably they're gonna. I think they're gonna play them in the beginning. Um, but Denver's actually been hanging in some games too. They have. They hung with the Chiefs last week. So I think once they find out that they're in the playoffs in the five seed, then uh, they play the starters for a quarter, maybe two. Sit them. Broncos come back and win. It's in mile mile high. I'm going Broncos here. Broncos, you're that's right. Crazy, that's right. Crazy pick. All right, Giants, right. Eagles. Uh, yeah, so I'm going Eagles here. Um, obviously, they need to win pretty badly. Um, I would have considered the Giants if there was anything to play for, but they've already talked about resting their starters because they're yeah. already in the playoffs and they're locked in. So, um, I think the Giants could couldn't win this game the way the Eagles have looked the last couple of weeks, but because they're not playing anybody you've ever heard of, I guess I'll go with the Eagles. Isn't that they're whole lineup all year besides Saquon Barkley. Uh, Richard <laughs> James is an all-star. Who are they throwing the ball to? Isaiah uh, Hidgen, Hudgens. Isaiah <laughs> Hudgens is awesome. He is so good. Uh, Art Vandelay, hidden gem. Art Vandelay. <laughs> um, yeah, Eggles. They, they got to – they can't stumble into the playoffs. They have to show that they're actually still a good team. <laughs> there would be an ugly one seed if they, if they somehow – I mean, they, they – they wouldn't be the one if they lose, but if they if they somehow win this game ugly and they're the one, and you're not sure if Jalen's coming back, like people don't have high hopes for them. Nope. All right, Cardinals traveling to San Fran. San Fran, however, is still trying to get that one, so they yeah. have a shot. If the Eagles lose, Niners win. They get the one. They get the one. I'm going San Fran. Cardinals are terrible. Uh, yeah, San Fran. I'm with you, San Fran. Brock Purdy, let's go, baby. Let's Look out go. for a deep run from the Niners. <laughs> All right. Now we got LA for playoff implications. Seattle. What's gonna happen? Okay, Stafford may be coming back per Rod and the Barber. Rob, um, not Ron. Rob, Rob, sorry, Rob the Barber says Stafford might play this game just to help the Lions. Uh also, you're not gonna know about if the Lions what the outcome of the Lions pack game is yet. So I'm going to take Seahawks here and must win and assume they get the job done and put the pressure on Packers to win their game. I want to see, I just typed in Matt Stafford to the old Google and I don't really see anything. 
Matt Stafford. Rob's got sources though. Hashtag I mean, sources. He does, and he's going to the game. I mean, so the first thing that comes up is Matthew Stafford says he's not retiring. So that that doesn't <laughs> Bit of a bit of a leap between not retiring to playing this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't yeah, think he's in play. Unfortunately for the Leos, I gotta go Seahawks here just because Rams are not good. And even if Stafford were playing, he's still not throwing anybody. Uh and it's Did not like he was even that good this run. year. Honestly, yeah, like Ronick, Stafford, I think is injured. You said what? <clears throat> I was going to say Ben Saronic, but I think he's injured. So I think you got Tutu Outwell and Van Jefferson are your starting right. receiver. And it's not like even Stafford was looking that great this year anyway. But uh, so I got to go Seattle at home. 12th man. Yep. Okay. How about Dallas taking on the Commanders? And Boy. Taylor Heineke's back for half. And Sam Howell's going to get Sam some Sam Howell is starting. Sam Howell is starting for the Commanders. So it's going to be the Cowboys again. They're still fighting for their, their positioning <clears throat> here. So they got to win this one. Yeah, they got a shot at least. Um, this is the same time as that Eagles game, right? Yeah, yeah, the Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys are all playing at 325 here. There's a chance that the Cowboys end up winning the NFC East and they get that two seed uh, or even the one. If the Eagles lose and the Niners lose, they get the one. So can they you got a stop, lot to play for. Can you stop saying central time? You're confusing <clears throat> all of our Eastern listeners. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm just reading what's on my screen. Yeah. Way to read poorly. <clears throat> Feel free to use your screen sometime, Slacker. <laughs> I don't even know that you're making the picks you say you're making. Don't you hear my click? <laughs> click. Click. <laughs> click, Commanders. <laughs> I got Dallas, too. You got Dallas, too. Perfect. All right. All right. The big game, Sunday Night Football. Lions at the pack. Oh, you know doesn't this just feel like a freaking Aaron Rodgers thing? Doesn't it just feel like it? It does. It does feel like an Rodgers thing. Like this is honestly why he gets paid fifty million dollars a year, not to be eight and eight, but to be in these positions and pull them out. Um, so that's what makes you nervous. Um, you take out that that Carolina game. Detroit was honestly looking like one of the top ten teams in the league. Just how they're playing offensively, their defense was rounding into form again. You take out the Carolina debacle, they were actually playing better on defense, and. Um, so I don't know. I, I think their offense is obviously a crap ton better than Green Bay's. And like Green Bay has a solid defense. It's not top 10 by any means, but it's it's good. And of course, they're playing in Lambeau, going to be cold at night. But you know what? Just because it's been a wild ride of a season, I'm just going to ride with the Lions just because I'm hoping. And I would love to see, even if the Lions don't make it, that they slash Rogers' hopes and dreams, and I want to look back to see the last time they were two and zero. They swept the Packers. I would like to see that. Yeah, I think Barry Sanders was playing. Even um, then, questionable. <laughs> before Brett Favre, yeah. So I hear you, and man, I've I've been on the Lions train this year too. I've been right there with you, right? I've been a loyal Lions supporter. I've been a fan, and uh, I've drafted Lions in my fantasy teams. I'm a big fan. I don't think the motivation to knock one of your uh, like rivals out of the playoffs is nearly as strong as the motivation to get in yourself. And so if the Seahawks take care of business, you'll know before this game, if they do, the lions will be fired up in the beginning to go out there and play their best ball, to have a winning season, to carry momentum into next year, to knock off the Packers. What a great feeling that would be. But when the push comes to shove, when you're in the trenches and you're, you're it's on the line, 
are you really, really as as jacked? Is the adrenaline as high if you know that it does not matter to you if you win or lose? I'm not saying they're not competitive and they want to win every single game no matter what, but I don't know that you get that extra bump that, that you really want to see. If Seattle loses, look out. This is a freaking free-for-all. But I'm going Rodgers. I hate to go Rodgers because he's, he's such a weird dude. Um, <laughs> but their defense is looking good, and you're like, crap man that's all they need is like a good defense or run game right. is strong he's got a couple weapons now who've started to mature throughout the season christian watson is a freaking threat um lazard is a chain mover and dobbs is kind of a wild card but he can be good for him so ugh, i hate it but i gotta go packers yeah i, I genuinely think that's what's gonna happen you know i mean that's probably the smart move uh, i guess i'm going with my heart a little bit just yeah i think it'd just be good for him uh so i did some research real in depth and so the last time the Lions swept the Packers was actually 2017 but prior to that it was 1991 <laughs> 91 that's pre-Brett Favre that's Barry Sanders um yeah 17 is probably the year Rodgers got hurt was that also the year the Lions actually made the playoffs could have been it might have been yeah right, Jim Caldwell there you go. what's the score gonna be uh just call me a Leah not 44 points dang I was going to go 45, but I don't want to do that. No, that's perfect. Yeah, then Kyle, oh no, yeah, you're good. Because then Kyle do 43, and I'm screwed again. Yeah, I hate Kyle, you. if you're listening, go 43. No, Kyle, if you're listening, do 46. And pick the Lions. <laughs> Six, 46 on the Packers, right? I don't know. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, full slate of games. It's always nice to have full slates of games. I'm tired of bye weeks. I like that we get to pick all of them. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right. Well, Mr. Burgundy, are you ready? I'm on Burgundy for some Anchorman trivia. I don't know what I was doing there with like the deeper movie voice. I don't know what I was thinking. You're trying to harmonize with yourself and realize I can only yeah. control one of my voices. Um, couple pancakes, couple mediums, nothing, nothing too wild. Okay, I guess not pancakes, cupcakes. Pancakes. I don't know. I like pancakes, but I think they're called <laughs> cupcakes. We're not but... offensive linemen here. We don't count our pancakes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number one, what does Ron think San Diego means? It was discovered by the Germans in 1904, I think he says. It means <laughs> a whale's vagina. <laughs> I don't think that's right. It is. I'm just trying to impress you. <laughs> Scholars yeah. maintain the translation was lost centuries ago or something. He says something like that. It's like, <laughs> it's like it it <laughs> I don't think anyone truly, I don't think anyone knows what it means. <laughs> truly. I don't think, uh, yes. Uh, whales vagina is correct. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number two, what beverage was a bad choice? Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> it's so damn, hot. so damn hot. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. This is when Ron Burgundy is spiraling, and he has he has told San Diego to go f itself because uh, it was put on the teleprompter, and he reads anything on the teleprompter. Yep. Uh, so yes, long beard and all that. All right, he grew a full beard in like an afternoon. Yeah, yep. it was just dripping down his beard. Yep. All right, number three. How many times is Baxter supposed to bark if he is in Milwaukee? Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is I had a feeling that the Baxter phone call would come up because uh, is this Wilt Chamberlain? <laughs> <laughs> Baxter, bark, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. 
Okay. Yes, it was twice. Um, what is Ron's musical talent? Uh, he is a master at Yaz flute. <laughs> Yaz, will you entertain us with the Yaz flute, Mr. Burgundy? I'd be honored if you would play Yaz flute. I'm not really prepared for this. Oh, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I would, if you had said jazz flute, I would have ringed it incorrect because it is. I agree. Jazz. Jazz, jazz flute. flute. All right. If I can read it. Oh, yes. This one could be. <laughs> you have to be a very eagle eye. Oh, boy. What day of panda watch is it when Brian calls Chin King a panda jerk? Oh, gosh. He doesn't say, like, day whatever. It is on the image that Ron shows on the screen. It's like Panda Watch, and it says day blank. Brian Fantana. I've used this graphic before in one of our slides, and yeah. so I know I've seen it. I even referenced this at the birth of my first child when Kirsten went into labor. Panda Watch. Mm, I feel, I think we're in, I mean, I think it's single digits. I'm going to, I'm going to guess four. Oh man! Five. What is five. it? Five. Oh man! <laughs> Day five. Yep. So close. Right there. Chin yeah. King. I tried to get an yeah, interview Chin. with old Chin. Chin <laughs> said, King. Can't do that. He's a live bear. He'll literally rip you to shreds. Literally uh, rip you to shreds. Come out here, you Chin King. King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes. Much like your guess, you got four out of five. Well done, sir. Well done. Yeah, that is an absolute all timer. I mean, that is oh, that yeah. is just an all timer, and it's just the most probably for me the single most quoted movie. Probably oh, they're literally. I probably say a hundred quotes from that movie. Like yeah, I did the pants party. Yeah, just saying, Mr. Musk, your scent. Yeah, this thing's over. We're gonna get an apartment together. <laughs> an apartment together. Take it easy, champ. Take it easy. All right. Well, well done for Anchorman trivia. Anchorman trivia. Anchorman coming to theaters November twenty first. <laughs> All right. Let's get an update on Run Your Pool. Things got interesting. Uh, you closed they... the gap a little bit. <laughs> Did yeah, they get into the game? 20 points last week. You had a nice convincing win, 116 to 96 on my side of things. Um, so now you're only down by 120.46 on the season with one week to go. Here we oh. go. If That's I forget why. to do a lineup entirely, you did. You and might win. Would, it locks right now. So if you forgot, luckily I have saved. You ready? I'm just going to list you off my lineup. I got Patrick Mahomes. Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, Travis Kelsey. I, I saved these guys, man. So saved good luck. Save them all. Jonathan Taylor is back with it from his ankle injury. He's he's yep. ready to go. Derrick Henry, lock and load. My flex locked and or loaded. Okay, uh, so I alluded to it earlier, but um, call me crazy. I'm rolling with Jarrett Stidham against the Chiefs this week. Why not? There's not enough tape on the guy yet to absolutely eviscerate him. He will not be a good long-term NFL quarterback, but I think second week in the league at home, Chiefs defense has been vulnerable. I think he'll get enough points. I don't know that he's going to blow it out because I think they're probably going to try and tighten up their defense pre-playoffs, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, my quarterback is one, Mac Jones. 
Let's go. Woof. Oh, woof. Why would you do that? Mac Jones. Let's go. Terrible. Oh, my God. I would have chosen nearly anybody other, other over him this week. Let's go. <laughs> nearly anyone. Maybe Let's even ride. Nathan Peterman. We might need to do it better. Nathan Peterman versus Mac Jones this week. <laughs> okay, running back. I'm going with Latavius Murray. Broncos. The Chargers run defense is not good. And like I said earlier, they will know their playoff fate after the Ravens game. If they have locked in the five seed, they may pull even more starters. And the Broncos, they need something to go right. Uh, Rex Burkhead. For real. <laughs> For real? Okay. Yes. Not Royce Freeman or Daria Gumbawale, Rex Burkhead. Okay. Rex Burkhead. Wow, you have hit the bottom of the barrel. Are you going <laughs> all Patriots team or current or former Patriots? Is that what you're doing? Maybe. Okay. What? <laughs> number three, running back for me. Number two, I'm going Najee Harris. Saved him all year. He's finally looking good. They're playing the Ravens. Let's go. Hamian Darris. Damian Harris. <laughs> Damian Here Harris. Comes the Pats. Here comes the all Pats team. Here it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, wide receiver, I'll take Greg Dortch in Arizona. Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> Great. So much for the drama of, is there any chance he'll make up 120 I'm not points? making up 120 points, bro. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'll take Traylon Burks for the Titans. Josh Dobbs going to hook it up. Taekwon Thornton. Heard of him before. I'll take David Njoku. Left him for late in the season here for the Browns. Not former Titan great Johnny Smith, but instead Hunter Henry. <laughs> yeah. If if Johnny Smith were playing like he were for the Titans, that'd be a great pick. All right. I'll take Tyler Algier in my flex. I'll take Nelson Aguilar. How about that? Um, kicker. I got Riley Patterson of the Jags. I'm not going with the Chicago kicker this week against Minnesota. He's still available. Not going to do it this week. Not doing it this week. Uh, unfortunately, I had used Nick Folk earlier this year. Um, Ryan Suckup is you know, he's he's with uh, Brady now. I was going to say who is a former Pats kicker. I know I couldn't. I, one, I didn't do enough research. Two, I was like, screw it. I'll just go Detroit's kicker, Michael. Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, Steven Guskowski's gone. Vinatieri's gone. Damn it. So, uh, Michael Badgley, go, go Lions. Go Lions. All right. And defense. I'm going against your Patriots. An emotional unit, the Buffalo Bills. Let's go. Do it for tomorrow. Come on. I surprisingly still had the Patriots defense. So, I got the Patriots defense. There you go. Ethan is, is trotting out the entire Patriots team and uh, current and former Patriots Rex Burkett. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I know what's well, going on here. Because I was bummed when Ramondre, obviously I'd used Ramondre already. And so Pierre like, Strong. Oh, I should. Can I switch? <laughs> Can I yeah. switch? Yes. Although I actually don't mind my Rex Burkhead pick, just like a little throwback, but I should go strong. So I'm your call. That. I'll allow either one of them. Pierre, you're in. Submit. Pierre, oui, oui. Oui, oui. Bon ami. Yeah. All right. So I think Mac Jones, Damian Harris, Pierre Strong, Kendrick Board, Tyquan Thornton, uh, Hunter Henry, Michael Badgley, Nelson Aguilar, and the Patriots defense. There you go. I've got Jarrett Stidham, Latavius Murray, Najee Harris, Greg Dortch, Traylon Burks, David Njoku, Tyler Algier, Riley Patterson, and the Bills defense. Let's go. Let's go. Watch the Patriots score like 65 points. 70 points, and they go nuts. 
And you I win 300 out of your lineup. I win by 121 points. I, oh my God. It's incredible. This is the best. You would explode on, on the scene. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Ethan has exploded. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Ethan's out. He exploded. All right. Give oh. us a do it board update. I want to see this thing. It's getting right. really competitive. The do it bet board actually is the best thing I've seen in a long time because. Trevor Lawrence threw up a stinker last week and Jared Goff continues his hot streak. So Trevor Lawrence had 4.48 points, bringing his total to 345.4. Jared Goff had 29.4, bringing his total to 344.2. So literally one point separates these two and it comes down to the last week. Both playoff implication quarterbacks. I love it. This has been the best matchup of the year. Spectacular. And unfortunately though for you, Trevor Lawrence gets the weakest secondary in the league. (laughs) Jared Goff has to play in Lambeau on Sunday night where it will be frigid. I'm hoping for a big Travis Etienne game. So it's just already so far out of reach that Trevor's like, just keep handing it. So really good run defense. I don't think so. I've just been so glad that these two have done this for the season. It's I'll say they both have just balled out, man. They both have been top 10 quarterbacks and they're balling out. Yeah. Incredible. We both had them too low. <laughs> we both had them too low. Yeah, the truthfully, that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now an update on Tony Pollard and Dalvin Cook again, which we took over from week 13 after a blind resume session. Uh, Tony Pollard had a zero a zero donut. What's a zero something? Zero, zero burger? Thank you. God. Zero burger. Uh, so Thank it you. brings his total to 75.4 since week 13. And uh, Dalvin Cook basically had a zero burger with six. But it brings his total to 69.3. So, again, only six point different there. So, kind of comes down to the last week, which is fun to see. And then once you thought your boy Brandon was left for dead against DK, he threw out a 27.7 point performance to DK's 1.3. So, that evened it up a lot, bringing it once again to six points for Brandon's got 68 and DK's got 74. So, everything is under seven points. Quarterbacks within one. This is exactly what you want to see on the do it bet board. Going to be a great finish unless they all throw zero burgers and then that stinks. I, or pancakes. Um, I think that um, all these players have something to play for too. That's what I love. It's like you're not like you may see Dalvin. That's the one questionable. Like you may see Dalvin sit a little bit at the end. But I mean, the other guys are fighting for playoffs or seeding or whatever. Yeah. So you're going to see full games out of these guys. Yeah. So it's pretty sweet. This has, this has ended well, I would say. This has been awesome. Unlike Chris Carson. Suck one. Yeah, Allen Robinson, uh, Adrian Dillon, who could still score 160 points this week. Let's not take that off the table. And still lose by 200, but yes. <laughs> I was genuinely, I was like, you know what? He's had a couple of good weeks in a row here. I'm just curious where we're sitting, and he's still like 150 points behind Josh Jacobs. Good grief. Well, Josh Jacobs is literally RB1, so. What a disappointment. Yeah. A little bit. All right. Uh, so speaking okay. of the do it, do it bets, we also have our do it bet from last week where we went with big time quarterbacks, Mike White, Geno Smith, head to head. Who won, Kemp? Man, 12th man. I was worried about this. 12th man took care of business. Mike White was not good. Geno Smith <laughs> was, was good. Not good. <laughs> good enough, oh. at least. Geno Smith with the victory there. Well done, Woo-hoo. sir. Woo-hoo. <clears throat> so do, we, do you have another? One for this. I mean, maybe the do it better of the week should just be those three matchups, or at least one. We just do our quarterbacks. Let's do the quarterbacks. Goff and Lawrence, huh? Goff and Lawrence. 
Yeah. No, we're already doing that. That's true. I guess it's its own thing. And golf's golf's not going to win that. I'm just going to tell you. I'm trying to help you out here. (laughs) No chance. No chance. Okay, so what you want to do? Let's find a matchup that we picked, not the Patriots Bills. (laughs) (laughs) You you went ham on that run your pool. Let's find a matchup we picked differently and uh, take some players. Okay. We have Dolphins Jets. I went Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins Jets, yeah. I'm pulling up the wheel names just to be ready. Okay. Uh, Packers Lions. Packers Lions would be good, actually. I know it still includes golf potentially, but because it's the last game of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Four players or Packers, just quarterbacks? Um, players. Four players, man. Okay. You are In red. Fact, we, may, we may want to do eight players. They we got enough guys. I think there's enough guys on, on the teams. It's too much math. You are red. I am blue. Bing. Get there. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, Kemper, first pick. Red. Womp womp. So listen, Aaron Rodgers is not scoring a lot of points. Um, even in the wins, he's getting like 18 points. So I don't love taking him. Now, I don't think golf is going to have a good game here. I'm worried he's not going to have a good game. And I, at the same time, I can't let you have both quarterbacks. So, <laughs> damn it. I guess I'm going to have to go with Rodgers here. I don't love it, but I'm going to go Rodgers. Give me Goff and I'm on Ra. I'm on Ra. I love that. Um, for me, I'm going to finish it off with uh, give me Aaron Jones. Not even your boy. <laughs> not, not even my boy. <laughs> I'm on Ross, my boy. <laughs> After all that, not even your boy. All right. Yeah, I was thinking about Christian Watson, actually. I'm, I'm on the <laughs> fence because the Detroit run defense at some point this year was really good. But um, Aaron Jones has been – he just runs really well, man. He's a good freaking running back. Okay. Well, I think – So, I guess I guess I say Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones have more fancy points than Jared Goff and I'm on Ross St. Brown this week. Do it. Do it. You, you hesitated. Uh, well, I think Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown will have more fancy points than both Aaron's. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Wow. There we have it. All right, man. It's kind of sad. Only one more week in the regular season. So, as you said, not really any fancy implications at this point, uh, unless, you know, the crazy Bills, Bengals things gets resolved. But for most of you, uh, your seasons have completed. Congrats to all the winners. Congrats to all the consolation champions. Right. How about third place champions? Congrats to your bronze medal. You made the podium. I love it. Bronze trophy. Bronze trophies. So, yeah, week 17, done. Looking at the week 18, all the playoff scenarios. So, can't wait to see what happens this weekend. Good luck to your Titans, Patriots, whatever. So until next time, keep on folding. Hold it. Hold it.